It's the Morning X this week, powered by Expert Electronics. 104.9 Morning X, it is Kev. Good morning, Matt Hall. Hey, Kev. Good morning. Catch any of those Summer Olympics over the weekend? Not a one. Oh, man. Don't really care. Good stuff. Was it? What do you mean you don't care? This is where our country gets together to battle other countries in something that's not war. Is it bad that I'm rooting for us to lose in basketball? I hope that dream team that they've assembled gets swept out of the Olympics. Well, they haven't done very well from what they I understand. They already lost to France, and I love every minute of it. <laughs> I can't stand any of those guys. Like, just lose and let someone else win. I think you need to get on board with the Olympics fever, though. I'm trying. You know, I'm trying. I uh, I like the track and field stuff, so I think that's next week. I've been watching gymnastics, and it blows my mind. I like to watch things that I couldn't do myself oh, God, in right. a million years. They're like four foot ten, but they're jacked. They're like little muscular Danny DeVitos doing backflips. Their legs are tree trunks. Like it's, they are, they are really in shape. Yeah, the men and the women both. I yeah. mean, it's just astonishing. It's astonishing. They're at, they are truly they're athletes. Those people. So let us know if you think Matt Hall should get on board with the uh, <laughs> with the uh, catch Olympic, Olympic fever. fever. Yeah, I got something. You need to get on that. Uh, so let's talk uh, redundancy for a minute because I'm a very I'm a very tough stickler when it comes to language and yeah, I know uh, you know even with like commas you know get your commas right. I know we see it in Craigslist every every Wednesday. But somebody asked Grammar Nuts to name phrases with unnecessary words that people use to sound smart. Oh, okay. For example, don't say, in my opinion, if something is obviously your opinion. You don't need to say, in my opinion, I think the Olympics suck. All you got to do is just say, I think the Olympics suck, because obviously that's your opinion. Right. Just take out the words that you don't need. Uh, But somebody asked people to, uh, uh, you know, kind of narrow down the ones that we don't need. For example... Saying something is estimated to be around a certain number. <laughs> of course, just say. Let's say it's estimated to be around 54. Just say it's estimated to be 54. Right. Or around. you could just say it's around 54. It's around 54. One or the other. You don't need, you don't need both of <laughs> them. You need both of them, yeah. But sometimes it's hard because you, you know. Well, stop filling my ears with verbal diarrhea. We don't need all that stuff. Okay. Uh, so, calling something an actual fact. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> That is an actual fact that, yeah, no, it doesn't, you, you don't need it. But it's, it sounds right. That's the right. thing. It sounds like it's correct, but it's just not. Well, that might be useful, though, because these days there are alternate facts, uh, if you watch the news. Right. Depending on what news station well, you're watching. Yeah. yeah, well, you know how it is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Some people say, I feel badly about that. What's wrong with that? People think it sounds smarter than I feel bad, but it's actually wrong. I feel badly about that. That sounds grammatically correct. It sounds good. You wouldn't say, I feel greatly about something. You just say, I feel great. Oh, yeah, well, I guess. The, the adverbs. Drop the adverbs. We don't need the L-Y words. You know, I, I didn't do too well in school. All right, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> Saying the reason being instead of because. I say that. Yeah, like, I feel badly, but I need to postpone our meeting until later. The reason being, I had to take a massive dump. Right. The yeah, reason got, being, all, you had to go to the bathroom. All you got to say is, hey, I was late because I took a dump. That's yeah. all you had to say. Well, you, don't, you don't have to say reason being. See, but we're radio DJs, and they tell you to cut down your words all times. If you could just say, like, five words and go to break, that'd be great. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're not going to be happy until they've whittled us down. Until we're nothing, right. Yeah, until they've whittled us out entirely. <laughs> C-3PO does our job. Oh, uh, God. Here's one that drives me nuts. It's not Actually, on this he'd be list. long-winded. I Something think. that people use to sound smart um, at the end of the day. People say at the end of the day. 
Yeah, what's but, wrong with that? Especially when the, when you stick a camera in their face for some reason. At the end of the day. People on the news do it all the time, you know? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, the building was burning down, you know, and uh, a lot of people were rescued, a lot of people were hurt, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, we're all alive. You know, it's like, well, you didn't need that. Yeah, but people have been saying it since forever. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's always an interview situation. Though. I like it. <laughs> it's like like the you know the Olympics guys, you know. At the end of the day, you know, we're just trying to make plays out there. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's like what, <laughs> you don't need that. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's you know. Actually, I just used that phrase last week having a conversation with somebody. So I think it was with me. Maybe. And I didn't call no, you on it. Wasn't, it wasn't you, I don't think. I didn't call you on it. It doesn't, it doesn't bug me that badly. But at the end of the day, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Five more minutes of this and I'm going to get mad. 104.9 The Morning X. That guy's a tool. You're a tool. Tool of the day. It is powered by Retool of Rockford, where they buy, sell, and trade tools on East State Street next to Chuck E. Cheese. And uh, today we go down to Florida once again. Yes, Florida, the most common state in tool of the day. And when you get something that you're proud of, you got a new toy, first impulse is to show it off to people. You get a nice new car, you want to drive it around, show your friends, that kind of thing. Well, an unidentified guy in Florida had a bad experience with that impulse Thursday night at Riley's Uptown Tavern in Pensacola when he brought his new gun to the bar. Hmm. After pulling it out to show a man and a woman, he reportedly made a quick motion to put the gun into an imaginary holster under his shoulder, like trying to look cool, and accidentally shot himself in the torso. Well done. (laughs) Dumbass. Probably not the look he was going for there. The guy leaves the bar, checks himself into a local hospital before police could get there, and didn't know if any charges would be filed against the man. Uh, his condition is still unknown. But still, if you accidentally shoot yourself because you're trying to look cool, you get to be the tool of the day. Don't be a tool like this fool, but the right tool for your job is at Retool of Rockford. They're on East State Street next to Chuck E. Cheese. They buy, they sell, they trade tools. Go and see my friend Dave. Tell him the morning X sent you. Or visit rockfordretool.com. It's Kev. Love that guy. On 104.9. Lock in. The Morning X. This is 104.9 The Morning X. Powered by Expert Electronics. I don't know if you were just listening to our Tool of the Day story, but it was a guy in Pensacola, Florida, who was trying to act cool with a gun and uh, accidentally shot himself in the torso. And just so happens we have our Florida correspondent on the phone, Josh, from Pensacola. What's up, Josh? I actually know that guy, man. I was wondering if it was either you or somebody you knew. <laughs> no, I'm actually, it's funny because I live next to that bar. I just buy um, Old Spanish Trail and all that, but... Yeah, I, um, that guy comes to my store and can tell me and always buy social sweets and uh, um, games and all that. Oh but he always, when he comes in, he, his eyes always bloodshot red and all that. Yeah, trying to be cool, trying to act like yeah. he's putting the gun in the holster, shoots himself in the torso. <laughs> this, well, this is that. the first time we've ever heard from somebody who knows the tool of the day, so that's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, what a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it wasn't you. I'm glad you're okay, and uh, I wouldn't hang out with that guy. Oh, yeah, no, no. He, I think he's, he's going to jail. Sure. Steer clear, Josh. <laughs> you too. All right, man. Bye-bye. It's the Morning X this week, powered by Expert Electronics. 104.9 The Morning X. It is Tuesday, the 27th of July. It's time to cleanse your palate from all the crappy news that's going around and give you some positive news stories from around the world in their own backyard. A 17-year-old in Virginia just graduated from high school and college. Here's a weird thing. He finished college first, which I don't know how the hell that works. He got a bachelor's degree in business administration. Then he graduated from high school two weeks later. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could graduate from college before you graduate from high school. 
but his mom says he's very determined and goal-oriented. I barely finished high school and never went to an actual college, so I gotta applaud this kid. I did a broadcasting trade school when I was 28. Spent 10 years doing jack squat. This guy finishes college before he finishes high school. Well done. Uh, I don't know if you know about this, but 9-11 this year is the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 tragedies. And a 62-year-old former flight attendant named Paul Veneto wants to honor uh, the victims in his own special way. He knew a lot of the crew members on the plane that hit the South Tower. So starting next month, he's pushing an airline beverage cart 220 miles from Boston to New York. And you can donate to that cause at pauliespush.com. There's a three-year-old kid in Georgia named Reese Hayhurst who's fighting leukemia, and he loves going to the grocery store because his local Publix has kids' carts with steering wheels that he gets to ride in. His mom said something about it on Facebook last month, and then somebody from Publix saw the post and bought him a little tyke's car in the same color. Look at that. They slapped some of their logos on it, so now he can go for a drive in his little Publix car whenever he wants to. That's just kindness, you know? I like that. And the Rock River Valley Blood Center just added a 13th regional hospital that it supports. They announced it now supply blood products and services to three new Mercy Health hospitals. You want to read more about that story and learn how to donate blood? You can find out at rockrivercurrent.com. That is your weekly dose of good news. Five more minutes of this and I'm going to get mad. 104.9 The Morning X. You can send a text to 59457. Start it with Kevin. It will come to me. You can also call 815-874-2104 or call us in the X voicemail line. 815-575-9861. You always wanted to tell me to F off. That would be the place to do it. 815-575-XVM1 for the X voicemail line. You can also leave a message for Lou or for our uh, midday dude, Hef. Anything you want to say, anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the X voicemail line. I put on our Facebook page at the X Rockford the question yesterday, if blank were an Olympic sport, I'd win the gold every time I asked you to fill in the blanks. And uh, your responses have been great. Nothing short of awesome. Uh, Christina says mental breakdowns. I'll go ahead and give you the ding for that one. Yep, I think uh, I think I'd win the gold in that as well. Uh, by the way, for me, it would be mistakes. Definitely, I would win the gold in mistakes every time. I would be the Simone Biles of mistakes, except way less athletic. Uh, Linnea, I hope I said that right. Linnea says procrastination. Patrick says walking into walls, which I don't know exactly how you can win the gold in that. But if that were an Olympic sport, I would watch it. (laughs) I would would turn it on. I'd be like, screw gymnastic. I'm going to watch a guy bash his head into the wall. That'd be awesome. Uh, Tyler says uh, mustache rides. There you go. I'm an Olympic mustache rider. How would you like to say that? That'd be fun. Courtney says being late. That goes right along with procrastination, so I think we can cancel out that event. Chris says beer drinking. Jason says beer pong and beer drinking also. Uh, Alicia, I'm sorry to hear this. If She says if pain were an Olympic sport, she would win the gold. Pain. Sorry to hear that. Uh, introversion, says Tom. Join us for the Olympic introversion competition where nobody's going to show up because they're just going to decide to stay home. Uh, Mark says, uh, crapping my pants. He didn't say crapping, but I can't say what he said. This is on our Facebook page at The X Rockford. If blank were an Olympic sport, I would always win the gold. Sharon says eating. Cindy says sarcasm. <laughs> and Zachary probably has the number one answer out of the whole thing. This guy wins Facebook comment of the week so far. 
If blank were an Olympic sport, I would win the gold every time. Zachary's answer, doing your ma. <laughs> well, that's not a sport I would watch. 104.9 The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X is Kev. Matt Hall is here. Matt, we need new magazines in the crapper. Yeah, I know they're like from... The newest one we have is like a Rolling Stone from 2019. It's got Adele on it. I've memorized that article. We should put some Playboys in there. Do they still make Playboys? I don't think they do. At least, And if they do, they, they stop putting the nude pictures in there. You remember that? That was a big story a while yeah, back. Why would they do that? What's the point then? That was the only reason people bought their magazine. Exactly. No that, one's reading the articles. That I know of. Or I should say that was the only reason I stole that magazine from my dad's top drawer uh, was because of the nude pictures. So I, I don't know. Yeah, ever since the internet was invented, I stopped looking at those magazines altogether. <laughs> yeah, because it's a lot easier. Plus so, the pictures move, you know? Right, yes. Exactly. Anyway, time for our celebrity dump for the week. Did you know this? Jennifer Lopez is now 52 years old. Really? Yeah, she turned 52 over the weekend, and she made it Instagram official that she's together with Ben Affleck. She did it in the same post, saying... Uh, Posting a picture of them kissing with the caption, 5-2, what it do? <laughs> you know, because she wanted to be clever. Well, yeah, she she likes to rhyme things. Yeah. Yeah, aren't they, uh, don't they have kids, right? I think. Ben Maybe. and Jen? Yeah. I don't think so. How old is he? He's, I thought he dated like 20-year-old models. I don't know, but his chin just turned 52 inches, so. <laughs> yeah, he does have yeah, a Yeah, he actually finally passed Jay Leno. He does have a big chin, Ben Affleck. Well done, Ben. <laughs> Did you see that? It's his chin. It's bigger than mine. <laughs> That's not your Jay Leno? Yeah. yeah did, you see, did you see that? Yeah, not bad. All right. Not bad. It's C plus for, for just yeah. throwing it in, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. not bad. Uh, Sean Penn is doing a limited series for stars called Gaslit, okay. and he's announced that he will not return to the show unless everyone in the cast and crew gets vaccinated. He said, if you don't get the shot, I'm not coming back. The cast and crew recently reached out to him and said, we're fine with that. That's fine. I've never heard of the show before. Neither have I. I mean, I think it's a new series. Like, he's working on it right now, which means that's why you haven't heard of it. He'll always be spicoli to me. What's up, Mr. Hand? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was funny in that movie, and he was never funny again. That was the last time he ever did something. That was it. He did one crazy surfer character that was hilarious in one movie, and and then did serious bullcrap for the rest of his career, and is just a pretty unlikable guy, from what I understand. Yeah, he seems like it. He just seems like a crabby bitch. He has no sense of humor about himself. He's always in a bad mood. You're right. He's never in a good mood. (laughs) Uh, Celebrities that turn down major roles. For various reasons. Uh, Liam Neeson, what role do you think he turned down? Uh, maybe some, like, romantic comedy lead or something. No, he turned down a role of James Bond. Oh, really? You want to know why? Because his wife said she wouldn't marry him if he took it. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to marry James Bond? <laughs> I have a particular set of skills. Maybe because Bond, like, bangs a lot of women and she didn't want to watch her husband do that Probably. on screen. Probably. I mean, if you're James Bond, you got to. Yeah. Why would... Yeah, I mean, that's like... That's like money. That's just like going... That's instant money. She has the veto power. That's what getting married is. Uh, Drew Barrymore. She turned down the role of Sidney Prescott in Scream, the lead girl that Nev Campbell played. I think I knew that. I think I heard that. She was in that. She was in the beginning. She was in it for like five minutes. Yeah. And got gutted, which I think, better role. That was a good movie. Better role than the lead whiny main girl. Yeah, that was a great movie. Uh, Claire Danes turned down the role in Titanic of Rose. (laughs) Whoops. That one... (laughs) 
There's a miss. Because she didn't have it in her to do another romance with Leonardo DiCaprio after Romeo and Juliet. Well, she uh, should have because that movie <laughs> sort of is iconic. Yeah, it was the best picture that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Will Smith, what major role do you think he turned out? You know, he's been in so much stuff. Probably something, I, I don't know, Indiana Jones, who knows. No. <laughs> he turned out the role of Django in Django Unchained. Oh, yeah? Because he couldn't see eye-to-eye with Quentin Tarantino's creative direction. It's hard. It's, that's a tough movie to watch if you watch it all the way through. All of Tarantino's movies know, are tough to watch. It's just really but cringy. They're, and but they're good. They're good. It's, well, the majority of them are good. Will Smith also turned down the role of Neo in The Matrix because he didn't want to be known as the alien movie guy. So instead of The Matrix, he did... Uh, the Wild Wild West. Yes! <laughs> wild Wild <laughs> that West. That movie's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> then he writes a song about it, though. I don't think he could have wrote a song about The Matrix. Yeah, there First could, you jump to the left in The Matrix. Yeah, there, there, there couldn't have been a quirky Will Smith rap to <laughs> go with that Just slide with me. Just slide with me. <laughs> yeah, you can't do a rap song for The Matrix. Uh, no, there's a there's a bunch more of these, but I'm not going to share them all because we don't have time. Matt Hall, thank you for joining me again for another celebrity. <laughs> oh, you know it. Dump. One Finish him. The Morning X wins. 104.9 The Morning X. It is Kev, and I brought Matt and Chelsea down the hall. Now, you guys have had complaints on your morning show. You guys run the, the pop station or B103 down the street here, mm-hmm. or I uh, say down the hall. Uh, and you guys got complaints that you're too happy in the morning, right? And that we laugh too much. You have too much fun over there? It's just too much fun. I mean, yeah. it's a crime. Uh, and I'm sure you guys are tired of always having to do like sappy, happy radio, right? You get sick of it once in a while. Everything's positive. Everything's wonderful over there. Oh, most definitely. Everything's great. You have to pretend there's nothing negative in the world. That's why I brought you down for this week's Guess the List. I'm looking for the top 15 saddest deaths in kids' movie history. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> all right. Think about the deaths that devastated you in movies as a child. Now, these aren't all necessarily kids' movies, but they're movies you would have watched as a kid. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, so, uh, I guess to start off this week, we'll give Chelsea the first go. Mufasa. Mufasa, only number one. Number one. Of yeah, of course. The Lion King. How sad. Yeah. Number one. Trampled to death by wildebeests. Yeah, Simba. Simba got a raw deal there too. Yeah. You know, Scar was a dick. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody hates you now. You better leave. What a dick, right? He got what was coming to him though. He did. Eventually. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Matt. Your guess. Oh, uh, Bambi's mom. Bambi's mom, of course. Getting if, shot in the opening scene. Oh, man. If you are a Disney character with parents, watch out. Because <laughs> they are coming for your mom or dad. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. All right, we're tied one to one. We're looking for the top 15 here, uh, according to Ranker.com, of the saddest deaths in kids' movies. Kids Chelsea. movies, though. Hmm. In kids' movies. Didn't the fox in Fox and the Hound die? He did. One of them did. Um, unfortunately, not in the top 15, Chelsea. So Dang. I have to give you the buzzer. First buzzer of the week. Mm. I'm sure there was a dog that died somewhere. Benji or Old Yeller or one of those. You can't oh, yeah. throw multiple guesses out in one turn. <laughs> I've told you this multiple times. I don't times. know. I, I see. I don't know my kids' movies. So I, I will oh. say this. In the top 15, there are two dogs. Marley and me. Marley is on the list at number yes. three, Matt. Number three, saddest death. It was a sad death. I watched it. There's a lot of movies that remind us that our dogs are going to die. A lot of them. It's not just that one. Anytime there's a Disney movie with a dog, unless it's Air Bud, he's probably going to die. Just so just get used to it. It's a part of life, kids. Oh, these movies are devastating. Chelsea, your guess. Is there any newer movies on this list? 
Uh, define newer. Like in the last year. In the uh, last year, I don't think so. Uh, okay. Well, then I'm going to take Matt's guess and Old Yeller. Old Yeller as number nine. Well done. <laughs> well done, guys. I do believe that Matt is still up by one. Not that these scores ever matter. Cause well, I'm running out of guesses here because I don't really know my Disney movies. Were. They're not all Disney movies, and they're not all necessarily kids' movies. Are they okay. animated? Some are animated, some are not. Like, I was sad when the Terminator died. In, <laughs> in, in, in Terminator 2, they lowered him into the, the molten lava and gives the thumbs up. Hasta la vista, baby. John Connor cries. I mean, it was a very sad moment for me. It, it was sad. It was kind of devastating, but not on this list of the wow. top 15, anyway. So you said they're not all kids' movies. Not necessarily kids movie but they're movies you probably watched as a kid you know like uh like the notebook no <laughs> definitely not nope nope you know devastating like, as that was what about when like jenny dies in forrest gump yeah. that's pretty sad i cried at that one again very sad but you are thinking a little too adult for this list okay so that's little. forrest gump is too adult you're forrest saying. gump is definitely not a kid's movie free willy free willy didn't die he I didn't? thought he did. No, Free Willy, they, they set him free. That's the name of the goddamn movie, Chelsea. <laughs> no, did they make perfume out of him or out something? Out of his memory or did out they, of his misery. Wait, hold on, Chelsea. What Did they make perfume out of him? Yeah, Is that what you yeah, said? that's where you get perfume, right? Whales? From, from orcas? I don't know. I think what? you do. Yeah. No, no, Free Willy definitely had a happy ending. For oh, sure. okay. <laughs> for oh. sure. Despite the title, there were no penises in that movie, by the way. Was there a dolphin that died somewhere along the lines no. in any of these movies? Or, uh, Jaws? Uh, Quint, yeah, when Quint gets eaten by by Jaws. No, I am getting the sense that you two have given up, We've given yeah, up. Yep. on this list. So I'm going to go ahead and just I've run down up. the top 15 real quick here. Uh, and this is spoiler alert, by the way, for some of these, right? Uh, if you haven't seen these movies, though, you've had some time. So this is yeah. your fault. Uh, 15, Dumbledore. No, no, I, number 15 was Dumbledore. Uh, Severus Snape was number 14. Both, see, these are Harry Potters. I don't watch those. Number 13, Mrs. Jumbo from Dumbo. Uh, Dumbo's mom dies very early on in that movie. Well, she does? Oh, yeah. Again, if you're a Disney character and it's the beginning of your movie and you have parents, watch out. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming for you. Sirius Black, I'm not sure who that is. Number 11, Matt from The NeverEnding Story, Artax the Horse. Oh, yeah. Well, I see. Oh, my God. I wasn't a big fan of that movie. Devastation. Oh, my God. He's sinking in the mud and there's nothing he can do about it. So he's just screaming the horse's name Artax! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the kid totally selling it. Oh, my God. That one crushed me as a kid. Oh. Fred Weasley from Harry Potter. A lot of Harry Potter on this yeah. list. Yeah. Old Yellow is number nine. Bambi's mom, number eight. Uh, Leslie Burke from Bridge to Terabithia. Nope. Don't know who I that is. I don't know what, that, what that, movie that is. I read that book as a kid. Uh, that one tore me up, too, and the movie is equally as sad. Uh, probably 2008-ish or so. Hmm. Uh, Dobby the Elf from uh, Harry Potter. Again, Aww. stop with the Harry Potters. You're ruining it for me. Uh, Ellie Fredrickson at number five. Not sure who that is. Um, number four from my girl, Thomas J. Oh, yeah. Macaulay Culkin's Stung character. Stung to death by bees. Gets killed by bees. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that your worst fear, Kev? Right, and I feel you. like that set it up for me when I was a kid. Like, that, <laughs> like I'm like, this kid, Macaulay Culkin, can kick two burglars' asses, but he can't handle these bees? Oh, That's man. true. He foiled the plot of mm. Joe Pesci, but yet <laughs> he takes him down. Number three is Marley from Marley and Me. Number two, Littlefoot's mom from The Land Before Time. Aww. Oh, yeah, that's right. Not a Disney movie, but they definitely stole Disney's thing mm -hmm. with the killing the mom. And number one, of course, was Mufasa. That is the top 15 saddest deaths in movie history. If you think we missed any, uh, you can, of course... Participate on our Facebook page at the X Rock Crew. Name the saddest death in movie history. Now that we all feel good, we interrupt this program to increase dramatic tension. 1049. Say it! 
The Morning X. It's 104.9 The Morning X, powered by Expert Electronics, your car audio and tint headquarters. Text Kev with your message to 59457. Love to hear from you. Or you can leave me a voicemail at 815-575-XVM1. We just uh, were counting down the top 15 saddest deaths in kids' movies, but I put it out there on Facebook yesterday. Uh, just all around the saddest movie death in history, and uh, tons of responses came in. People really... Uh, lit up the Facebook page with this one. Uh, someone mentioned, what's eating Gilbert Grape? The mom's death. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way. For a lot of these movies have been out for a while, so it's your fault. Uh, John says, I am legend when he kills his dog. Oh, yeah, that is devastation. Anytime a dog dies, really, it's it's just uh, crazy. Someone said the notebook again. Uh, King Kong. <laughs> this is not one I would have went, uh, went to, but, uh, you know, he said... Michael says, King Kong. I cried my ass out when I was a kid watching that. Um, Any movie where the dog dies, says Jennifer. Of course, yeah, we've been there. Uh, Somebody said, Stormy and Odd Thomas, which I think that one was a little more obscure. My Girl, yeah, we mentioned that one. Uh, A lot of people mentioning The Lion King and Mufasa, of course, are attacks from The NeverEnding Story, which was the most devastating for me, I'll tell you what. Good, somebody backed me up on the bridge to Terabithia. Bonnie, thank you for mentioning the bridge to Terabithia again. Super sad. Major spoiler alert here. Uh, Iron Man in Endgame. Just, Jeff says, uh, 10 years of character development by one actor, all for a hero's ending. Uh, oh, Sorry if you haven't seen Endgame yet, but you should have caught up sooner. Patrick Swayze in Ghost. Yeah, he dies a couple times in that, doesn't he? Or at least he like goes away. <laughs> uh, the old dog and Homer bound and he didn't even die, so I'm not sure exactly what that means. Uh, someone said Mask, uh, Rocky Dennis story from 1985. That's a really sad story. It's that kid with Lionitis. Cher plays his mom. Super sad. Uh, and then there's a ton of these. If you want to read through them, they're on our Facebook page at the X Rockford. Somebody mentioned not a movie, uh, not a movie, but uh, Opie from from Sons of Anarchy. That was a big one. I remember the next day everybody was talking about that. And uh, Heroin Bob from SLC Punk. If you've never seen SLC Punk, man, that's really good. It's really good. It's about punk rockers from Salt Lake City and uh, heroin Bob. Only posers die, Bob. It's the Morning X this week, powered by Expert Electronics. 1049 The Morning X, it is Matt. Nope, it's Kev, no, but, you're, but that's Matt. You're Kevin. I'm Matt. You, you switched it up there. <laughs> My brain's already on backwards. How about that? Uh, I haven't done one of these in a while. I used to do this every single week on this show, and uh, it's it's been a while. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> It was during the time when I had theme songs for everything, so here we go. It's time for the Hump Day Animal Update, Matt. I like I like it. Yeah, I haven't done this in quite some time. But it prompted uh, yesterday, we got an email from management here saying there were coyotes in the field out behind our building. Yeah, I've noticed them. Like, there are several of them on the golf course, and you got to watch out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just be careful. I mean, coyotes, you just leave them alone, right? That's basically how it works. I think they're fine if you just, yeah, you leave them be and they'll let you be. Don't leave your pets out without, you know, without a leash, mm-hmm. I guess. But uh, there was this girl out walking her dog. Um, not here, somewhere else. Not okay. exactly sure where she was out walking her dog, a little Yorkie, like an eight-pound Yorkie. This coyote comes up and attacks them. And the Yorkie was actually able to fight off the coyote, Matt. A Yorkie? <laughs> yeah, here's, here's some audio. I ran to the sidewalk and started screaming for help, and I just 
saw this coyote trying to attack my dog and I tried to ring on people's doorbells and knock on people's doors. She's a super brave dog. I love her so much and I just thought this tiny dog could protect this huge human being trying to fight off this huge coyote. <laughs> you know, those small dogs, they, they, get, they got a mean streak in them sometimes. They can hold their own. That coyote must have been a puss. Also that too. I mean, come on, coyote. You're going to lose to a Yorkie? Those things live in a purse sometimes. Right. <laughs> yeah. There was that bark is worse than your bite, that kind of thing. I guess that coyote was just one of the nice guys, you know? Well, I mean, I guess. Those, but again, those small dogs, they're mean. Like, you have a small dog. I and, do, and, and he's, he's a dick. super mean. Yeah, he's a, he's a jerk. We're actually sending him off to boot camp starting in August. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Just shipping him away to boarding school? Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this happened back in July, uh, or back in early July, July 6th. The clip has gone viral now. By now, you've heard about the girl who had the seagull fly into her face uh, on a roller coaster ride. Uh-huh. <laughs> While in New Jersey, uh, and she got hit in the face with a bird on a roller coaster, which is super funny. And uh, I have some audio from that, too. Okay. Let's try that again. And I have some audio from that, too. <laughs> I waited till we spun over and then I quickly took it off of me because I didn't know if it was going to hurt me. Seagull just flew away and the only thing that happened to me was a little tiny cut. That was all. It just happened so quick. No, that's not all that happened to you. Something else that happened to you is that you are now an embarrassment on the internet. Hey, do you know, Kev, do you know why seagulls fly over the sea and not over the bay? Why? Because then they would be bagels. I can't believe I laughed at that. Did you see it coming? Get out. That's, you saw it coming, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. I honestly didn't. Uh, but that sounds delicious. Anyway. <laughs> uh, here we go. A uh, couple in Georgia found something under their bed. What Spiders. Is, what do you think they found under their bed? Probably not, s- not snakes. I don't uh, know. Yeah, snakes. Not just snakes, Matt. 18 snakes <laughs> under their bed. Really? <laughs> You know, garter snakes, but still. I have a gardener snake. Is it garter or gardener snake? Uh, they're uh, garter snakes. I've, I, we have those at my apartment, and then, yeah, they freak me out when I go down to take the garbage out, and they're slithering around. So, <laughs> what do you do if there are 18 snakes under your bed? I burn my house down, <laughs> and yeah. I, I start over. Burn the house down, collect the insurance money, have them rebuild the house, then burn it down again. Just to be sure. I'm not even afraid of snakes, but when there are 18 snakes, it starts to be a bit no, of an issue. I can't sleep there anymore. <laughs> Here's the uh, lady talking about it. Before going to bed, I spotted what I thought was a piece of fuzz on the floor, and I went to reach for it, and it moved. And then a second later, another piece moved. Uh, first of all, I didn't know this was Mama June. I was going to say. It moved. <laughs> And it moved, and then a second later. It moved, and it moved, it moved, and it moved, and then a second later, another piece moved. And I began hollering for my husband. We have snakes. If you have a mouse problem, the snakes are going to try to come and help you with that. If you give them a way out, they're going to take it. They're not going to chase you. So I've had mice in my apartment. They come in through a, a little hole in the pantry, mm-hmm. and uh, so now I'm worried about snakes for that reason. Oh, <laughs> snake! I. No, sorry, you're going to have to move. You're going to have to burn your apartment down and move if that happens. I'm sorry. Well, I can't collect insurance money on my own apartment. I don't think it works that way. I mean, I have renter's insurance, but I don't think it covers if you, you know, burn down the whole apartment complex. Sounds like a new Samuel L. Jackson movie. Snakes in the apartment. (laughs)
<laughs> I can't believe I didn't have that audio ready. Right, yeah, well, you can. It's sort of the, it's R-rated. The Sam Jackson audio. He, I, uh, I could have had that ready at any moment. Well, you, you had a story about snakes. You didn't see it coming. That's on you, pal. You know, honestly, if I had a, a producer or a co-host, uh, another brain in here thinking, then maybe I could actually, you know, be ready for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't. <laughs> But I don't is what you're trying to say. (laughs) You tried and you failed. It's just not fair. Anyway, that's your Hump Day Animal Update. Hump Day. Hump Day. Hump Day. Hump Day. Hump Day Day Animal Update. 104.9 The Morning Exit 821. It is Kev joined now by Andrea from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Andrea, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me back. Happy to have you on board, and uh, I'm getting this across my desk right now, uh, (laughs) Bulletin. This will be your final segment with us? Uh, Is that what I'm hearing? Hearing you say it makes it feel so real. (laughs) That's horrible news. I know. I'm really bummed about it, Kev. I got to tell you, you have been uh, a staple in my life here for... (laughs) Every Thursday now. And probably a staple under your skin, too, right? (laughs) (laughs) I have never laughed so hard on a Thursday morning, I'll just say that. Well, I'm glad. I mean, you know, you you come to me with these really nice events that are happening, and I take a dump all over over some of them, and (laughs) you totally go with it, and I appreciate that. You've been a very good sport these last four years, but after four years of coming every Thursday... Uh, it, it's going to be weird to get used to somebody else. I know sometimes Liz would come in and fill in for you. Uh, right. But now that you're not going to be on every Thursday, what am I going to do? Well, your new buddy, Dan, is going <laughs> to uh, be here, and I've fully filled him in on all the fun he's about to have. So, <laughs> oh, you've, oh, you mean you warned him about me? <laughs> Look, he's kind, no, he's kind of a jackass. He's going to interrupt you with sound effects. Just go with it. I just, I think he's ready to go. I think he's, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna give you a run for your money, Kev. Get ready. It's gonna be fun. Good, good. I like that. Yeah. I like somebody who can, uh, you know, get into it and have a little bit of fun. And uh, yeah, that's what I was like about be... you. Is that you? Oh, well, thanks. You weren't. Maybe you know. Maybe you were a little thrown off at first. <laughs> I first started to uh, get the the bravery to uh, start messing with you a little bit. Uh, I was, yeah. I was happy to find out that you weren't uh, put off by it. At least, at but least I not. Didn't, uh... I didn't scare you Run away. away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you're no. but you're leaving. No! You're, you're leaving and uh, so what are you doing? You going off to uh pursue your Hollywood dreams? You gonna go be a movie oh, star? I am. No, I'm actually I'm staying with the bureau in, in a capacity. I'm actually going to be just doing a little bit different role. So uh we have Dan that's gonna be coming in. He's gonna do a phenomenal job. He's ready to go and it's gonna be a great opportunity for him. So You're not going off to be a country singer in Nashville? I should. It's probably what I should do is become a singer and no, no, that's just not my thing. All right. I wish that just wasn't in the cards for me, Kev. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I'm stalling right now because I don't want you to read the events because when you read the I events know. that means it's done and we're and we're we're not gonna talk again on the show. I know. I, I, it's like I can't do it. But now, what if what if Dan can't make it one week, and then Liz is also unavailable? <laughs> do we get you then? There you go. Hey, that's an idea. We have to run this by them. I think that's a great idea. And more, <laughs> more than likely. Oh, it's okay, sir. It's okay, sir. 
things. Andrea's not leaving Rockford. She, it's all right, sir. Andrea's not leaving Rockford. She's just she's just changing jobs. Yeah. Oh, that's how I feel inside, Kev. That's exactly how I feel inside. <laughs> even Darth Vader, even Darth Vader is sad that you're leaving. Well, I'm sad too, Darth Vader. <laughs> Ugh, this is a bummer. Well, well uh, I wish this was a, a better conversation, but I don't know. Well, you know, we well, you know, uh, in all honesty, we appreciate you you coming on every week and uh, filling us in what we can do on yeah. our Rockford area weekend. And uh, no different this week. Just because you're leaving doesn't mean we're not going to make you do your job for a couple of minutes. So uh, if we look <laughs> in the go guide this week, what are we going to find? All right. Well, here we go. So that's right. The go guide does go out every Wednesday, 10 a.m. So if you want to sign up and get in the know and figure out what's going on for the upcoming week and weekend, definitely sign up for that. You can always do that at our website, and we can always have it on our social social media, too. But the events this week are, and this is a big one. It's going to be a good one. It's the Alpine Kiwani. Barat Days is coming up. And what's great about this year is that it's their 50th. So they have a lot to celebrate. Many years of, um, you know, working in the community and giving us this great event. Now you can go to the U-Halt on East State in Mulford and also Farm and Fleet on East Riverside for this. They have their drive-through, their walk-up, and their carry-out only at both locations. And you can also take your brat to work day. Now this is only on Friday morning, but 6 to 10 a.m. you can go and do that. Take your brat to work? Yeah, you can take your brat to work. You can get up really early and uh, grab your lunch in advance. Are you, are you sure that that doesn't say take your brat to work and it just means bring your stupid kids in? <laughs> you take it however you want, but... <laughs> I mean, you might wanna, they might want to clarify the pronunciation because the words are spelled the same. I know. I've always wondered about words like that. Like, bring your, bring your rotten, dirty kid to work today. <laughs> There's no such thing, Kev. There's no oh. such thing. Oh, okay, good. Good to know. So, <laughs> so that is going on. Um, we also have, let's see here, we have, well, and I should mention too, times will vary for that. So you're going to want to check out more information Friday through Saturday is when this is going on. But then we also have the Segarito Segarito featuring La Septima Banda. So hmm. hopefully I said that right, but it's on Saturdays at Davis Park. You made it sound good. Yeah. Yeah. No. And by the looks of the photo on this event listing, it is going to be a very fun, entertaining event. So from 3 to 11, you can go and check this out at Davis Park. You're going to have a full lineup of performances. They're going to have uh, beverages available, refreshments and things like that. They're also going to have things to do for the family. It's a very family-friendly event. Uh, What it's doing is raising awareness of the Latino arts across other cultures within the Rockford area. So if you have the opportunity, check this out. Tickets are 45 in advance, otherwise they're 60 at the event. So it's going to be a big event outdoors at Davis Park this Saturday. Excellent. Yep. And then also you have drinks for the Dells. Now this is going on all of August. So Prairie Street Brewing Company and Severson Dells have partnered up. Two very unlike businesses there. And what you can do is, is you purchase the whole entire month of August, you purchase a ticket from Severson Dells, and then you'll be given a $25 gift card to use at Prairie Street Brewing Company for food and or beverages, whatever you prefer. prefer. So those who purchase tickets are going to also get a commemorative pint glass with that ticket. So if you can, support both local businesses all of August and enjoy Severson Dells, the beauty of that, and some delicious food and beverages at Prairie Street. Very good. So that is going on. Those are the list of events in our Go Guide. Of course, we have our section, our where-to section of Eat, Shop, and Explore. 
This week, how about check out Jessica's Restaurant and explore Urban Farm Girl, Girl for some great shopping. And then Ingersoll Golf Course to, uh, yeah, check out some golf. Uh, does that mean that's the end of the events? That's it. There you have it. That's, that's a wrap. going to do without Andrea from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau? Well, let me just first of all, first of all state that you uh, uh, did a fine job uh, reading the oh, events just now, and you've always done a fine job of making us oh. uh, want to go out and do something in Rockford, because, you know, sometimes people don't want to, and uh, you, really, you really lay the events out well for us. We appreciate that. Oh, well, thanks. We always want to make sure it's very easy, user-friendly for our website. Of course, it's GoRockford.com, where you can find the full list, but, you know, this is one of my favorite things about the job here, is being able to let the folks know and let our community know, you know, all the fun things to do here locally. And it's just something that means a lot to me. So I appreciate you for always having me on and allowing me to do that. And I guess there's only one thing left to say. I guess this is all we're gonna, all the time we're gonna have today with Andrea of the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Of course, go rockford.com. And, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna miss you. Welcome to you managed to make me cry. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very That's much. Awesome. And, uh, keep in touch. You know, let us know, let us know what you got going on. And, uh, we, of course, wish the best for you and your family. And, uh, we will talk to you again in the future, maybe. <laughs> Thank you so much. And you as well. <laughs> Thanks for everything. <laughs> All right. Andrea from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau signing off officially. 1049, the morning X. Transmitted to the public. It's thrilling. It provides kick. Our actions are controlled by electronic computers, not by human emotions. Bingo. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. Once again, we present the morning X with Kev. Are by Expert Electronics, your car, audio, and tint headquarters on the 30th of July. It is the morning X. I'm Kev, 815-874-2104 is the studio line here. If you want to leave a voicemail, 815-575-XVM1. That's the line where you can tell me to F off or whatever it is you got to say. You can do it 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. That goes for anybody on the radio station as well, 815-575-XVM1. Mike Maxwell, comedian, hanging out in studio. What's up, Mike? Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it is so good to have a person in studio live. <laughs> it, has been, it has been like all phoners for the past year and a half. So it's, it's nice to have in-person guests again. So uh, welcome aboard. Thanks, and I appreciate you hugging me this whole time. <laughs> There's been a lot, a, a lot of excessive touching, a lot of too long lingering on the handshake, yeah, you know, yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Thank you. You can let go of my hand. <laughs> it's, okay, fine. Finally, I will. Uh, guess who turned 74 years old today, by the way, if you want to feel old. 74? Yeah. Um, oof. I'll give you a hint. This is an actor that every white comedian thinks they can impersonate. Oh. Uh, well, Sean Connery died. Um, oh, man. Uh, no, not Will Ferrell. No, no Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is a lot younger than yeah, seventy-four. Uh, if, when when Will Ferrell turns seventy-four, we will officially be old. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, um, okay. Desmond Daly is a comic. He told me that all white comedians will at least at one point try to impersonate this guy. Um, 
you know what? Why don't I just give you a hint? He did a rap song a few years ago. Come on, man. I'm waking up. <laughs> That's not a good clue because you would never have expected this actor to have done a rap song ever in a million years. That's That was a crappy clue just to throw you off. Okay. 74-year-old white guy with a rap song. Okay. And there was a down to <laughs> this a, is a few hundred. Uh, okay. I'll give, you, I'll give you a better clue. Huge action star. Huge. I mean, like probably the biggest of our time. Oh, Arnold? Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, 74 years old today. Hey, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. He does have him carefully. It's real. This is really him. Ask yourself, who do you want to be? Not what, but who, if you believe success will come to you. Look like hell, trust yourself in all your dreams. Okay, everybody does impersonate Arnold. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, at least they all try at least once. Yeah. I feel like this is a children's book he's reading to me, and he's just opening the pages. You will be a very good boy if you eat your vegetables. We all do it, and most of us can't do it. That that That's the whole thing about the Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. I feel like it is like a rite of passage. You're officially a grown-up as a comedian when you realize I shouldn't do the Arnold thing right. any, anymore. Yeah. We all want to be able to do it. Impressions are, are an interesting are an interesting thing because you're either really terrible at it or you're like one of the best. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no middle ground, and I think you go with Arnold, and you you have those action figure guy or action hero guys all together because it's like Arnold, and you'll do a Stallone, which who still does a Stallone? Like, why do we need that? Yeah, and and uh, to round out the white guy impression trifecta, Christopher Walken, everyone yes thinks they can do it, nobody can. Well, yeah, and then. You know, it's it's been around. Like it's it's had its full course. We can move on to another person. It's okay. Like it was a really fun time in high school to try and do a walk-in, but it's over. Right, and high school was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. I just, I love it when somebody can really nail it, man. Like, but there's only been like five guys in history who have been famous impression comedians. Yeah, it's because not that many people are good at it. Right. You you really have to be good. I have one really good impression story, which is when I was very early doing stand up. I was. Um, Right out of college, I was in D.C. for a job, and I was doing their showcase at the D.C. Improv. Uh And so we did a show on a Wednesday night or whatever, like an off night, and that's when our class got to do a showcase. So the headliner always comes in, kind of does a quick guest set set to to kind of promote their weekend. Sure. Well, the headliner, this was pre-YouTube because I'm older. Um, was this guy named Frank Caliendo, right? Uh, who? Yeah. yeah. And so Frank (laughs) Caliendo came through when before he was on Fox TV doing Madden. And I saw him do Madden, like, right when it, like, before he blew up. And I was like, that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And it was so good. It was so good that I will, I will never try another impression on stage because that was insanely the best I've ever seen. Right. There are just some people when you watch them, you're like, I can't do that. So I'm not going to try ever again. Right. Yeah. That, but that Madden impression was like better than anyone's walking times a hundred. Oh, I know. So, so good. And, and, um, his George W. Bush as well, uh, you know, only surpassed probably by Will Ferrell's yeah. uh, one man show, yeah. uh, which segues nicely into why you are here, my friend, you've got your own one man show called the anti boss. And I'm going to let you give all the details on that. We're going to talk about that. Uh, coming up because I am really intrigued by uh, the concept. Sure. Uh, so Mike Maxwell is here. We'll chat with him about his one-man show after Def Leppard first rise again. It's the Morning X this week, powered by Expert Electronics. 1049 The Morning X, 715. Mike Maxwell in studio. We are just talking about how uh, we don't normally get up this early, especially comedians. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> I thought there was going to be more there. You're like, yeah, we don't get up. No, no. no, I was was definitely looking for affirmation there from you. Sorry, sorry. Uh, As you can tell, no, I don't normally. uh, I mean, I've got kids that wake me up, and it's a, you know, it's a blessing every day. Sure. It's a blessing every day. So I know you as a stand-up comic. uh, We actually did shows together, like, early on when I first started comedy. You were, like, the guy who was headlining the show. You know, like, we did a Tony Carr show together, like, way, way early on. I was like, oh, there are nice people in comedy. You know, you're a a nice guy. You know, when you're first starting, people aren't always nice to you. No. uh, And even when you're farther in, they're still not nice. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, you know, we still foolishly keep doing it. Uh, Sure, yeah. yeah. So. And uh, people are, uh, can be ball busters in this business, too. But uh, you have uh, – you're doing a one-man show, and, and a lot of stand-ups do end up doing this. Like yep. Mike Burbiglia, I'm thinking right off the top of my head, what he does technically are one-man shows. Yeah. That's what he calls them. Uh, but yours actually is, like, highly conceptual. It's called The Anti-Boss, and uh, I want to let you explain it. Sure. So uh, yeah, there's there's – I believe – you can make anything funny, but not everything is suitable for stand-up. Sure. So a lot of people will be like, oh, do you joke about work in your stand-up? I'm like, not really. Um, and then it came to a point where I was in the middle of – because I have like an office job and doing sales and stuff. And I was like doing a training for a bunch of new hires for a large company when I worked for one. And I was like, well, this is – I'm just stirring the Kool-Aid here. This is a load of cra- <laughs> This is a load of crap. I'm just looking at a room of 50 people. And I'm like, you guys are not going to make it. And I was, there's no way this there's no way this company cares about you. And most of you are you just don't know what you're getting into. And so I was like, OK, well, what if I did uh, a mock new hire orientation where we were honest? Like, like we admitted like, ah, gotcha. Um, you, you took the job. But uh, so I do the anti-boss is an elevated character of me. Um, and throughout the life cycle of all of my my career and all the bosses or managers I've had, sure. And so I treat the audience when you come into the to the the club or wherever I'm doing the show as new hires. So you okay. walk, you'll walk in and it's great because people don't know that they're like, oh, the show starts at eight and like they get there at seven forty. I'm in character. The sh- the show's starts when you walk in. <laughs> okay. And so I shake your hand, congratulate you. I ask you to pick up a name tag, which there's a table of name tags full of cliche stereotypes in the office. <laughs> okay. So you could be brosif, you could be born again Christian, you could be functional alcoholic. Like it all okay. just ranges. Sure. Um, I get donuts. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. They're not the best donuts, um, but that's the point. Right. Uh, so you can get some free carbs. Then you sit down. And I have uh, about a 90-minute PowerPoint presentation oh my God. that is uncensored. So most of my stand-up is relatively, I would say, PG-13, pretty clean. Yeah, I've never known you to be like the filthy guy. Right. Not totally blue. But The Anti-Boss is an, a show where I'm uncensored and unfiltered, so I swear a fair amount because <laughs> I feel there is so much pent-up frustration in the corporate experience mm-hmm. that this is where it goes out. Right. And so we go through everything and I have I start the show. I kick it off with um, the biggest BS icebreaker that you have, which is just everybody's done two truths and a lie. Sure. And so I call people up on stage. We And that's how. So this, the show's scripted, but there's moments for improv. So that's sure. one of the first things where people every show is different to them. So I'll call someone up. We'll joke around and I'll get them going that way. And that way from that that moment, it is completely unique to that audience. You know what I love about that is that when you are at an actual orientation 
and the boss or whoever's running it says, okay, uh, you, come on up here. We're going to do some role play. The feeling that that person has is probably identical to the feeling that audience member has when you pull them up on stage. Like, that is a genuine feeling of, oh, no, he picked me. Oh, no, now I've got to go up in front of people because most people aren't public speakers, right. you know, and so that that's a genuine feeling uh, within the fiction of the show. That's awesome. Yeah, and what's fun is, like, there's always, without a doubt, somebody who's like, oh, man, take her, take him, oh, take sure, it. Sure. And I go, no, you, idiot, you're coming up. I go, that's how that works. I go, if you think that you can just pony up somebody, it's not going to happen. I go, you you raised your hand for somebody, you're coming up. And so... We'll, we'll, we'll have fun with them there. So. so you go through the full experience of that first day on the job, which is already uncomfortable. Right. And then I will I do a virtual tour of the, of the fictitious company. And what's great is I talk about all the stereotypes of every department. <laughs> sure. And so you know, I'll butter them up. I'll say the nice things about each department as every department is essential. But then I just, you know, everything. That, you, you, you hate your IT guys for a reason. You don't like accounting for a reason, you know. Uh-huh. Nobody likes HR. Right. And so, like, sure. we, we pile on <laughs> HR and we have a lot of fun that way. And so we go back and forth through all that stuff. Then I walk them through all the basics of, like, general office equipment, how people kn- – the most basic stuff people don't know how to use. You know, like, this is a water cooler. Everyone should know how to use a water cooler at this point. But for some reason, people don't know how to do it. So, like, but the thing is, like, everyone comes through that experience and they, it's just great because they always remember the idiot in their office or in their past job. They're like, yeah, this, yeah. this is an idiot. Everybody, so. everybody works with somebody that they don't like or that they uh, want to stay away from. Yeah. <laughs> so all, you there's, can cover all those bases. Yeah. There's a couple points where, um, there's, 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 uh, I have a part where I get the, the, uh, the audience and they don't know it, um, where I get them into a sing-along and it's, 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 it's a great moment because the sing-along has a reveal because I wrote a parody of something okay. that I think is great. That is funny. And like, it's not until like the third, sli- like it's about four slides. The third slide kind of reveals really what the sing-along is a parody of. Yeah. And everyone, it's funny for me because they're singing it and then you can hear their voices go, Oh no. And <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. So I wouldn't, I don't want to spoil that reveal on the air, but right. it's, it's definitely um, a good show for, for people to come in and just sit and watch, but also a little, it's, I feel like it has the right amount of crowd involvement, you know, Know, so. Is this happening at the Comedy Shrine in Aurora? It's Wednesday, August 4th, right? Yes. So August 4th is uh, the uh, 8 p.m. show. And then on the 27th, I have an 8 and a 10. So there's three shows this uh, uh, month of August at uh-huh. the Shrine. So. Excellent. Now, of course, you can go to uh, comedyshrine.com or just not the comedy. It's just it's comedyshrine.com. Is that right? I believe so. Or my website's mikemaxwell.org, and you can get my show tickets off the event page. So Yes, actually, it is just comedyshrine.com as well. Uh, but, Mike, you can hang around a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll do more with Mike. Mike Maxwell a little bit later on. I've got your uh, look at what it is for the hour coming up as well. It's the Morning X. It's the Morning X this week, powered by Expert Electronics. 1049 Morning X at 748. And uh, we were going to play the Smashing Pumpkins, but I've got, I've got Mike Maxwell in studio. So yeah. we're going to skip the Smashing Pumpkins for now. You were just telling me about Billy Corgan. You, you perform comedy for Billy Corgan. Yeah, I mean, he so he has a, a tea house in Wilmette, Illinois, so over by Evanston. I think and, I've heard of that. Yeah, and Madame Zuzu's, and it's really cool. He actually got a new location. It's even larger and even just a really cool vibe. Yeah. So uh, he does comedy shows, and the producer Larry Bloom that does shows on the northern 
end of the the suburbs there puts it together and so i did it in april and it was a good time it was fun and then i i was like maybe he'll be there maybe he won't and then like in the back of the room you could see like the, the you know the 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 outlying of of him I'm like oh that's billy yeah uh, it's kind of weird to be in the middle of your set and be like okay it's cool it's one of the you know the lead singers are one of your favorite bands ever right, right? you know yeah. so i do my set and finish and then you know i was like hey uh, larry can i go say hi <laughs> he's yeah. like yeah don't fanboy too hard but yeah, yeah. so I went over there was like hey you know thanks again for the opportunity to come and do stand up he goes by the way like he goes uh, that was really fun you did a great job i was like score nice right. yeah. yeah there you go and he goes and, and then he goes i know this is a, a faux pas he goes i know i would not like this as a, a musician but I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> you got notes from Billy Corgan. I got notes from Billy Corgan. He goes, I really like your joke uh, about uh, your wife's house cat. Um, have you thought about going this way? And then like, <laughs> and then I go, you know, I haven't. I have not. Uh, but uh, he goes, but I liked it. I just wanted more jokes about it. And I'm like, okay, thank. Well, thank you. Um, okay. I will. I will work on it. And uh, and it's it's on the it's on what we call the back burner right now. Excellent. So, I like yeah. that. So he he just wants more. Yeah. Which is good. You left Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins wanting more. Yeah. Yeah. You can quit now. I think so. Right. Um, <laughs> Whenever, like, for, for if I, I, I know I've had like some, yeah, I had a couple of like flat shows you know, sure. in May or June or whatever, and I, and I walk off stage and I'm like, you know, Billy Corgan says things are fine. <laughs> Billy Corgan approves. Yeah, that's awesome. I imagine if there's like a celebrity in crowd and you know there is, like, I, I'm, my whole focus as a stand up would be, did they laugh at that? Wait, quick, quick! Look over at Julia Roberts. Did she laugh? You know, <laughs> like, like yeah. that's, But like, it, like I feel like it would take over my whole thing on stage. But then I remember that I'm a professional and I can look past all that stuff. Yeah, you are a definite professional. I'm a pro. I don't care if no. I, don't, I don't care if Beyonce's in the front row. Yeah, I think he's probably the most famous person I've done comedy for. I think. Yeah. That I can I can remember. Yeah. The only, the only people who are like slightly famous I've done comedy for were just the other comics on the show. So like, yeah. Like when I've done like, like opening sets at the improv and stuff like yeah. that, like Bobby Lee from Mad TV might yeah. be, might be the most famous person I've worked with. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't say much because he's not that famous, but he's, uh, he's probably the biggest name I've worked with. Yeah. Uh, you know, but like never a celebrity in the crowd. I would love to know like, like, oh, Tom Hanks is here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, I went to the top shelf with the celebrity yeah, status there. Yeah, he goes to comedy clubs, I imagine, often. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to think so. He likes comedy. He did a movie about it. It's true. Punchline, that right? Was, that was, I think, the apex of his career. <laughs> yeah, 88 or so, 87, something like that. He's he been, he so, was done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he cycled a lot of the same stuff. <laughs> After that, it was just baseball or World War II, really. Oh, man. Big. His movie, Big. Like that movie actually was dirtier than I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Just about everything in the eighties was an innuendo. Like there's when people are like, you know, the John Hughes movies are just terrible. I'm like, hold on. Like, can you just, and then I'm like, Oh, okay. You got a point. Terrible (laughs) as in not good or like, just like raunchy. Uh, yeah. The raunchiness or they had like inappropriate undertones or whatever. I'm like, (laughs) okay guys. All right. (laughs) Let's just treat the breakfast club for what it is. Yeah. Right. The breakfast club is the breakfast club. And just leave it at that. I noticed recently because we were talking earlier this week about uh, kids movies, like sad deaths in kids movies. Like if you are uh, a Disney character with parents, you're in trouble. Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they're going to take your parents. The, things are typically not good for dads in Disney movies. Like, <laughs> or, there's never a happy dad in a Disney movie. Or Spielberg movies. Spielberg has a, a dad issue. Uh, every movie with Spielberg, there's a dad leaving. There's an absent dad. Uh, oh. You know, uh, Close Encounters, the dad literally gets on a spaceship 
and leaves his family behind. Um, E.T., dad being out of the picture, was a major focal point of that story. I realized recently that E.T., you think of that as a kid's movie. And it, there's some inappropriate moments. For example, uh, this moment here, you know when, uh, when Elliot first sees E.T., yeah. runs inside, he's terrified, and he's telling his, his family about it at the dinner table, and they're like, well, maybe it was this, maybe it was like a, a raccoon that you saw or something, and uh, the, bro- the brother makes a suggestion, and Elliot gets a little upset, and keep in mind, Elliot is an elementary school student, and uh, this is the line he comes out with, but you can get the audio to play. One more time. Maybe uh, an elf or a leprechaun. It was nothing like that, penis breath. Elliot. <laughs> Do you remember Elliot calling his older brother a penis breath? No, but um, <laughs> I, I want to thank you because E.T. was on my radar to show my kids, and I forgot. <laughs> that's, that's, we're going to back that out a couple years. Really? You're going to wait? How old are your kids? Uh, going on seven and just turned five. Well, so. that's how old Elliot is. I mean, if Elliot can say it, they can say it. Leprechaun. It was nothing like that. An elementary school student and insinuating oral pleasure uh, with his older brother. Yeah, well, That's you know, <laughs> you gotta set them. You gotta set them straight. You gotta set them straight. Everyone's got a reputation in the eighties. Yeah, sure. Uh, hey, look, we are running out of time, unfortunately, but um, I want to give you another chance to plug your show. It's the Anti Boss at the Comedy Shrine. How do I get tickets? Uh, you can get tickets going to comedyshrine.com, or you can go to my website, which is mikemaxwell.org, and just go to the events page and see uh, the links there. You got a .org? Yeah, there's a realtor in uh, like California that took the .com, but uh, <laughs> I'll switch. I've got a different domain I bought. I just have to migrate it over. Yes, so. isn't .org specifically uh, designated for nonprofit businesses? So every stand-up comedian should have a dot org because <laughs> there's not one single comedian that makes money. And if there's a comedian out there's like, I'm making money, I was like, I call your bluff because you get paid in pork chops and drink tickets. That is Mike Maxwell uh, at the Comedy Shrine, the Anti-Boss, August 4th. Get your tickets now. Thank you very much for joining me. This, uh, this Thank m- you. I almost said this afternoon. Holy crap. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Anyway, Mike, appreciate it. We interrupt this program to increase dramatic tension. 1049. Say it! Say it! The Morning X. Crimson Ridge. On your way to work stop.